I slept through all of it. <laughs> all the news. <laughs> Welcome to the Zero Stars Podcast, a podcast about video games and feeling lucky. My name is Bob. My name is Matt, and we're up <laughs> all night. Yeah, we are some tired people, but we're here to rock and roll and deliver the hot video game content that you desire. To get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have seen that coming. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I actually didn't sleep very much though. So. No, I think that's the the dark side of that song that they don't really touch on. <laughs> but I'm really tired in the morning. Yeah, I think that like we're at the point where getting lucky means a good night of sleep, yeah. a solid eight hours at least. I like. Oh yeah, on the weekend. If I can get eight hours of sleep, it's a good night. I'm not gonna say no. Yeah, it feels good. That's my Daft Punk banger. <laughs> Solid eight hours. That's my homework. In parentheses, feels good. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Solid Featuring eight. Rihanna. Um, All right, we're we're a little loose on. We're this a little one. loopy. Um, in we, any case, we were talking about the <laughs> "I'm feeling lucky" button that it seems like Google has excised. Yeah, because I, I was going to say maybe somebody found this podcast by way of the "I'm feeling lucky" button, but uh, not anymore. I guess that my question is, Matt, did you ever use the "I'm feeling lucky" button? I know that I clicked it at some point, and I can't remember what came up. But like, did you click it with the hopes of actually being lucky, like finding something? I think I clicked it because I was like, I realized I had never clicked that button before. Yeah. But now the question for me is like, at what point did they remove it and why did they remove it? And well, also what kind of algorithms were they using to make sure that like you didn't end up the, wrong, really the lucky. wrong end? Yeah. <laughs> the wrong end of like a brony con. Yeah. You didn't get too lucky. Um, that's a good question. I... It's funny to think about the I'm feeling lucky button as an artifact of Google being the product of like a couple people in a garage who are like, well, it searches the internet. We have this whole list of things. What would be something fun we could do at this? <laughs> and then just having this totally useless button that somehow was very endearing, mm -hmm. even though I like never used it. Do you ever go to the front page of Wikipedia? No. I always find it interesting that the front page of Wikipedia actually like always has like featured articles for the day. Yeah, I wonder various, who like, picks kind those. Of, like, I I wonder whether it's a person that does it. <laughs> oh, like to to avoid it, it being something super messed up. I'm sure. Well, they might just have like they might have an algorithm that's similar to the I'm feeling lucky algorithm is is designed to not actually choose at random. Yeah. I wonder how those posts are tagged. Have you ever edited something on Wikipedia? I haven't, no. But I do remember that for a while my alma mater was supposedly run by a, like, I think it was like a llama or something like that. <laughs> I, I feel but, like uh, they've really shut down editing because I recently tried to edit the John Tyler page, U.S. President John <laughs> Tyler, uh, to have a picture of Steven Tyler. 
How often do you do this? I feel like you've done this more than I've once. I've tried a few times. <laughs> it, it turns out that the John Tyler page, which is really mean to John Tyler, like <laughs> it, the opening paragraph is just like, John Tyler was an unremarkable U.S. president <laughs> who accomplished basically nothing. And then, um, anyway, so I submitted an edit that was like, uh, have corrected picture to reflect that John Tyler sang Love in an Elevator. <laughs> and... Uh, they told me that the page had been shut down for edits due to, quote, abuse. <laughs> so clearly other people also <laughs> wanted to mess with the John Tyler page. It just it seems like there are a number of pages that... I would say that Wikipedia probably should be closed to edits for abuse. <laughs> I would love to see a list of, like, the 10 least visited Wikipedia pages in a given year. There is a uh, a feature they do on the AV Club where they go through the list because every week wikipedia release a list that's like here are the pages we deleted and uh the av club will like go to them and tell you what what used to be on them yeah like what they were interesting have you ever played do you ever play that game like when you're in high school where you would go to a you'd go to essentially a random wikipedia page because i think that they might have had a button at some point and you have to try and make it to hitler using only hyperlinks uh, I mean, there's lots of variations. Yeah, the game. there's always variations. Yeah, it's like you can almost always do it. Kevin can, Bacon is another one. Yeah, you yeah. can always get anywhere. It's a ama- like within seven. Well, I mean, it's like the yeah. goal is that you do it within seven. Clicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't yeah. have infinite clicks. Sure. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Um, it's actually, those are kind of fun games. Yeah. You learn a lot in the process. This is the world we live in. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of learning a lot, uh, did anything happen in the news this week, Matt? Absolutely nothing <laughs> happened. Oh, okay. It was Comic Con. I like to the point that I wonder whether like video game news because they know that they have so much crossover with comic comic bookdom like mm-hmm. kind of like slow the news cycle when comic-con happens probably because the people were all freaking out about like robin the aquaman Batman trailer and, yeah and aquaman aquaman awkward man awkward man. <laughs> he's only ever talked to fish how can he talk to other people <laughs> the perks of being a undersea wallflower Oh boy! <laughs> Fire! Um, <laughs> no, no, it's underwater, Matt. So here are the two things that I scraped from the very bottom of For, this with barrel. your algorithm. Yeah, these are your random. <laughs> these are my articles. random. Yeah, this is how I got. I got lucky by finding just these few pieces. Um, first of all, No Man's Sky released an update. I believe it's called the next update, which. To No Man's Sky, the yeah. next entry, entry in the yeah. storied No Man's Sky franchise. Uh, but supposedly it's actually pretty big. It I mean, allows it seems for like actual multiplayer engagement. You can even shoot each other. This is really like No Man's Sky 2 in a yes. lot of ways, I feel like, in yeah. the traditional sense. they. It, I wonder at what point they will finally have delivered on all of the promises that Sean Mendez or whoever he is. <laughs> it's not Sean, Sean. Mendez. <laughs> if it was Sean Mendez, he would treat us better. What is his name? Sean Hannity? Nope, different guy. Wouldn't treat us better. Sean Combs. I'm neutral on Sean Combs. <laughs> Sean Astin? Very pro. Is this just become where you and I rate Sean's? <laughs> is this the 
<laughs> we rate Sean's podcast at this point. Yeah. Um, in any case, I wonder at what point, like, No Man's Sky will actually be updated to the point, like, that they will have delivered on all of Hello Games' promises about what this game was going to be. I don't think that's possible because the one that everybody always talks about is that in one trailer there was a giant sandworm. And for some reason, the people who are excited about No Man's Sky really latched onto that sandworm. And like constantly are like the sandworm isn't in the game why isn't the sandworm in the game and the dude sean whatever his name is uh who made the game basically said the sandworm was not fun to play because you'd be walking around on a planet and then you'd be eaten by a sandworm that would just explode out of the ground uh not if you can fly in your with your jetpack above it fast enough i suppose okay well see now now you are part of the the cult of the sandworm. There's a there's a giant sandworm in the uh, Zelda DLC. That's so I cool. guess Miyamoto must have been watching that No Man's Sky trailer <laughs> and thought, you know what, <laughs> they're not going to do it. <laughs> um, I don't think that game will ever deliver on the promises that people believe were made about it because yeah. that game, due to their like kind of not talking about it during development, it being in development for so long, and it just being this thing that they really hyped up not necessarily them but just like somehow the internet hyped up the, the internet not just, but it will be on the internet the new yorker yeah. ran a print piece that was like eight pages everybody acted like it was going to be something and i think everybody kind of convinced themselves that it was the game they wanted it to be without acknowledging like the game that was actually being made yeah and that for whatever reason like i don't know how they could have done better but hello games did not rein that in at all they just sort of allowed it to exist and i don't know that it's their fault it's just the reality of it they allowed like a level of mystery to exist as to like how it was even going to be possible that they were making it i mean the then that was like most of the the i don't know the gist of the new yorker piece was like we don't fully understand any of this yes but it's like, beyond us it's as though there's an actual galaxy inside of all these numbers yeah <laughs> And, and it became it became really wearying to engage with because I think a lot of us knew like this can't possibly be the second coming the way that everybody seems to think this is the second coming. Yeah, I mean that game seems to be exactly what at the end of the day I expected it to be. Yeah, have you played it at all? No, <laughs> because like the I even in the early going was like, but what is this as a game? Yeah, and it's clear to me that they've never actually delivered on like what it is as a game in a way that actually excites me it's just broad which is cool like if you're if you're into it for just i want to have a thing to zone out that's like a visualizer that i interact with like it seems like they did a really cool job of that yeah but i mean that's what proteus is for yeah man well if you like proteus i like proteus i know you do um anyway no man's sky there's new stuff it's there is this going to bring you back to no man's sky or bring you to it at all? Bring me to... Oh, uh, no. no. No, I don't have time for that. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, uh, new Destiny thung things, too. I don't know. Uh, do you play Destiny still? No. You were hot on that for like for like five minutes before you then decided that no. Well, I really enjoyed it in like the it. early going because yeah. when you first start playing it, there's very good shooting and you're getting into situations with other people and you're shooting things and it's fun and the storyline is really dumb but not terrible and you're kind of playing a Halo-ish game that's not Halo and it looks pretty and it's online and all of that's very enjoyable. And then you suddenly realize that you're leveling up and it really doesn't seem to be impacting your ability to take down the enemies, that 
you're just kind of always doing things because they're there in front of you and not because like you desperately want to do them and the mechanics aren't evolving in ways that really thrilled me. And so I never even got to like the, the raids that everybody says are like the point of destiny, but there was just so much much content, a slog in front of it. And I was just like, if that's the good part of this and it involves like first person platforming and stuff, I don't know if I'm in for it. Yeah, no, I completely understand. So that's a nice little concise reminder of why people shouldn't be playing destiny. (laughs) You said it. Uh, I believe it. Is that the end of the news? No. We've got um, one more piece. I was just curious whether you've actually revisited Destiny 2 at all. Um, No. But clearly clearly I still have it. I could go back at any time. Yeah. But I don't know know why I would, because it just never really grabbed me. And there are other games that are better games that you can play. That is how I feel. Like Vampire. Have you heard about Vampire? Yes. This is spelled with a Y. With a Y. Vampire. Vampire. <laughs> uh, not as good as Pyre. No, Last probably year's Pyre, not. which is an excellent game. Yes. Vampire, I haven't played it yet, but I'm becoming very curious about it. It's, is this um, game out? It's out, yes. Okay. It came out earlier this summer uh, to very lukewarm reception. Everyone seemed to say there are parts of this game that are genuinely very interesting, and there are parts of this that are a complete grind and not any fun at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made by Don't Nod Entertainment. They, uh, you probably are familiar with them for two games, or a handful of games, but um, there's Remember Me. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're a French studio. There's Remember Me, which was sort of like a brawler where you could build your own combos that was combined with some sort of sort of interesting and innovative storytelling conceits mm-hmm. that involved being able to enter people's memories. I've I've wanted to play that game for a while, and I just never have. It's I've played it. Okay. And I've also played uh, Life is Strange, which is Did their they other make series. That? They made Life is Strange. Wow. Life okay. is Strange I played um, like several episodes uh-huh. of, and that's a very interesting game. It's not quite as i don't like it quite as much as i feel like i might have if i had encountered it three or four years ago as opposed to just recently weird uh but it's still an interesting game so they made they made life is strange but life is strange is is sort of secondary i think that vampire is clearly much more of a, a kind of comes from the conceits that were created with uh remember me hmm. which to fans of God Hand would seem as though like the the ability to build your own combos sounds pretty cool. That and does sound pretty cool. The unfortunate thing was that the game does not does not feel good. It does not feel good to play. It feels bad to play. That um, is a fundamental failing. Yeah, I remember like trying to jump during a platforming section and just loathing every minute. Of it. <laughs> uh, and true to that, Vampire sounds as though it is like not fun to play. The fighting is supposedly really miserable and just a bore, and like the stealth is not great. But it populates a Victorian England with a whole bunch of like a really large and broad cast of characters who all seem surprisingly nuanced and okay. interesting and engaging. And it sort of posits a lot of really basic moral quandaries regarding you are a vampire. And I think that you're also a doctor. So you kind of have like both the Hippocratic Oath and like your vampirism, like dueling dueling it out yes during Internally. a time when doctoring was really reduced to leeches yes and you are the leech and you, ooh. we should write this stuff <laughs> i have a question for you go on if you had to write erotic fan fiction <laughs> to live i do what what <laughs> franchise would you choose you have to write five pages a week just and i'm just doing this based on ease of of doing it yeah overwatch 
Really? It's so easy. There's so like the Overwatch provides itself as like an erotic fan fiction machine. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's more like Mad Libs with Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, it's just you just pick any character names and insert them into your the existing yeah. sex scene. <laughs> Boom. All right. Interesting. What would you say? I actually I have no idea. I've thought about this and I I'm really not sure. I asked somebody else this the other day and they said Jewel Osco and I realized that they had misunderstood my use of the word franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Jewel Osco is a popular grocery store franchise in the Chicagoland area. Yeah. Do you think there's anybody who listens to this that isn't in Chicago? Uh No. <laughs> Uh, no. So we're just redundant is what we are. Anyway, I'm curious about Vampire, and there's really no news whatsoever this week. So that's the best I've got. So is, our news is news Matt is, thought about getting a game. <laughs> the news is I was sort of interested in Vampire. I might buy it at some point. Okay. I don't know. Maybe not. I'll probably forget about it after today. <laughs> Very cool. Well, have you been playing video games during this time of drought in the news? Yeah, actually, um, and I'll talk about this more probably on our next episode because I haven't engaged with it a whole lot, but I bought an NES Classic. This is um, one of those little palm-sized NESs that are that have like 30 games on them. They're really, they're, it's really cool. It, it's, it's made by light Nintendo. Light as air, made that by Nintendo. It's thing. officially made by Nintendo. It has the original NES controller. And I have not interacted with these until today, and I am shocked by its size. Yeah. And the fact that, it feels cheap in the exact way that an old NES does. Yes. It is essentially just a USB encased in a larger plastic case. But like the controller itself has that weird combination of being indestructible and high quality and also <laughs> light as a feather and like very plasticky that yes. the original NES had. Oh, it is extremely plasticky. But like you said, it feels as though it would last for like decades history demonstrates that you can still just take an nes out of a closet and the thing will boot like it does not care the controller will continue to work unless you dumped too many sodas into it (laughs) so Um, i really i have loved it so far i've played two games um or three games i played dr mario which is one of my favorite puzzle games of all time and uh some mega man 2 which why why two easier because it only has two oh that's interesting mega man 2 is the only title that it has that game is easier than I remember. Okay. Weirdly. Um, except for one platforming section that is just stupid, and I know I will never beat it. I'm not even ever try. You just gave up. Yeah, I know it's like it's actually impossible. How many? I'll, how many of the enemy like boss enemies did you beat? How many? Uh, worlds? Three. And then you just stalled. Yeah, because I can't get past this. Did you not just go to the other areas? Oh, I I will. Okay, maybe, probably. But I just know that like I will probably never be able be able to beat this one particular section. You have like these disappearing. Um, these i don't know blocks that are over a chasm and they appear and disappear oh. like in sort of not random but like you have to a memorize the pattern but like they'll you'll have to jump as one of them is about to disappear to land on one that's yeah. immediately above it but usually you jump too late and just hit your head on the <laughs> one that appears right above you and you have to memorize where they are yeah. and it is just absurdly obtuse and not good platforming does the um NES classic have a kind of external to the game like rewind mechanic no it has a you can save state 
stuff if you oh, okay. want. Okay, just like anywhere you can pause yeah. and save your game. That's pretty yeah, cool. That is nice. Um, but you can't you can't like manipulate the game so that you could rewind after a failure. That's the SNES one that does that. That's really cool. It is very cool, although also potentially cheating. But I mean, certainly yeah, it is cheating, but it would allow you to beat this yeah. section that you otherwise couldn't. The game that I'm actually playing the most is uh, The Legend of Zelda 2. The Adventure of Link. The Adventure of Link. I think it's actually called just Zelda 2. I think there's no The yeah. Legend of. I think it's just Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Um, a game that you and I tried playing once long ago, could not get past the very opening, and decided was full of shit. <laughs> well, it just definitely... Every time that I go back to Zelda 1... I'm just blown away by how much that game holds up and how I, every time I just get like swept up in the sweeping adventure. Zelda 1 is an incredible game that holds uh, up shockingly well. It's just a great thing. It's so good. But Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, was actually my first Zelda. It's so obtuse. It's very obtuse. And I, I bought it for $5 at a convenience... Uh, not a convenience store. <laughs> at a Jewel Osco. At a Jewel Osco. At a franchise. Um at a consignment shop when I was very young. And I remember because I found like $20 on the ground in the parking lot wow. outside. And I was like seven and $20 was a lot of money. And I walked You're in Elon and there was, Musk. there was this gold plated game, NES game cartridge. Was that one gold as well? It was gold. Wow. Yeah. And I just had never seen anything so beautiful. And <laughs> I purchased it and I had a lot of trouble with that game. So I'm going back and playing it again. I like it a lot. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're and I realized it. I know exactly where we got stuck in that early section, and it was because we weren't thinking with Dark Souls. Hello, Dark Souls, my old friend. <laughs> Very interesting. Why is yeah. that? Uh, there's so uh, the issue is that we kept going into caves, and all the caves were pitch dark, mm -hmm. right? Um, and there's one cave though where, as you're walking along, you'll be hit by an enemy if you're walking along in the dark. But you can see pixels moving at the very bottom of the screen where the enemy is. And so they, there's kind of a giveaway. So if you duck and stab it as the moving pixels approach you, you can kill it. Oh. And then you just keep walking and you immediately exit. Oh, and then you're just on the other side. And then you're just on the other side. And then okay. you get a candle and then everything is lit for the rest of the time. Oh. The game is lit. We were just weak. Um, and it was really that we were just like, nope, if this game, if there's not letting us see anything, it must be dangerous and there's no <laughs> reason to continue on. You know, is it? it's not like, it's not perfectly teaching you but it is saying like not everything is as it appears in this game yeah and sometimes you you do necessarily just need to push what, through what has been your biggest surprise in playing it now as an adult with a fully formed brain <laughs> um how good it feels actually mm. to swing your sword and once you kind of understand how to use the sword actually how well done the the fighting mechanics are yeah because this is the one where when you're fighting enemies you're in a side scrolling yes kind it's of a side scrolling uh situation and it's initially i was like this is busted and then i kind of understood that each enemy has a pattern not so much of attack as a pattern of how you hit them and you mm -hmm. have to hit them in different ways and it's not usually very clearly telegraphed um and then it gets more interesting you have you end up having like a bouncing down bouncing mm -hmm. attack that you can use that's really satisfying it's kind of like a shovel knight yeah the it's exactly progenitor like shovel for shovel knight. knight yeah um so i have enjoyed it i don't i will have more thoughts on it later mm -hmm. there are parts of it that are willfully obtuse i guess in the same way that all Nintendo games have that. I don't know if you remember the dungeon in the legend in the original Legend of Zelda that you have to find by burning 
yes a bush where you burn the bush and it's kind of yeah you like Moses for a moment but it's like it's it's impossible to find it and i don't know how that was originally something that people found yeah. whether there's a hint in one of the the old books or something i remember i had to look that up because i was at a total loss yeah i had no idea what to do um so there's a little bit of that still. Okay. There's a hidden wall in one of the dungeons, and I was just like, I can't figure out how to find the the special weapon in this, and it's because there's it's the only hidden wall in the game that I can tell. Like, yeah, Metroid does a lot of that where you in the on the NES where it's just like you have to bomb everything. Yeah, because some of the walls will just blow up, and it's like, how would I know that? Yeah, and it completely blocks your progress unless you yeah. do. So it's uh yeah, it's still an NES game, but I like it. It's fun. It's cool. That's really awesome. So, um, but I, yeah, I haven't been playing much otherwise. I'm looking forward to playing more of that and playing some of it with you, but some of those games with you. Yeah, you know? I'm, ex- I'm excited. Do you get two controllers with that no, thing? No, you don't. Oh. Which is why I got to order another one. I meant to do that this week. And I okay. just had a chance. Um, have you played anything? Because I know that you like to not play video games when I know. we record these. <laughs> That's what I'm all about, man. Actually, so I've been you, playing. You've had a gleam in your eye. Well, okay. So I so intended. You, it seems like you got lucky. I did. <laughs> I was up all night till the sun playing a video game. Um, so I intended to come into this week having beaten God of War and be like, it only took me half of the year, but I've done it. Uh, and then along the way, um, I had heard about this game called Dead Cells. And I had been reminded about it because it's going to be coming out on the Switch and the PS4 and the Xbox one um is it like next week yeah august 7th so i guess like a week and a half very close i'm very yeah um very curious because i've not really heard much about this game other than some small hype so it's been in early access for a while now Mm. and i originally had heard like that it was uh metroidvania-esque but a roguelike and i thought that sounds pretty cool I like a good rogue. It sounds like something I would enjoy. And so I looked at it, but it was at the time only out on the PC in early access. And so I heard that it was coming out on the 7th, but being impatient, I looked on Steam and they've released a Mac version of the early access game. And so I just bought that. And then I never played God of War because I have played this game for many hours. Oh really? Tell me. Wait, okay, tell me about it. I want to know more. What, what is it? What is it? Like, I, I, obviously, it is, it's a Metroidvania. It is a Metroidvania roguelike. So the the basic premise is you start out. This game really feels like they took a lot of the trends of quote unquote hardcore video games in the past like eight years and just kind of rolled them into a single game, like Spelunky included. Yeah, it's basically this is like Spelunky and Dark Souls and Castlevania Symphony of the Night had a kid. This sounds. Very up my alley. Dude, this game is so good. I, I'm i just going to tell you right now, listener, I think this might be my game of the year. This game is incredible. Like really? The way that this game rolls out, it's early, like in the early going, the way that you kind of are simply playing through the opening section again and again, yeah. and it is changing subtle things about okay. it in a storyline kind of way, but it's not. it's less of like a storyline and more just like, look at everything this game is, is amazing. So, okay, what is this game? It is, like Dark Souls, you kind of wake up in a prison, and then you walk forward out of the prison. Uh, you, you have a sword when you start, and then you see in front of you, there's a shield and a bow and arrow, and you get to pick one of them and put that in your like offhand slot. 
and then you open a door and you are just in a level and it's like a metroid level like a castlevania style you have a map and it goes up and down and they're just enemies everywhere this is perfect there's no don't don't tell me a story with well, an opening cutscene. so people even. will like talk to you like oh, that's people, that's cool like, but like but you just you just march into this thing yeah and then you are fighting enemies and the fighting mechanics are so good. There's a parry if you have the shield. The parry is like super generous, but not so generous that you're going to always hit it. Yeah. Uh and so you'll be you can like parry arrows back and they'll ricochet back and kill dudes. There are, you have a roll and the roll feels so snappy. As you come out of the roll though, Every weapon has like a combo, like it's all like three hit, four hit combos where it's like you swing, 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 and like they do different amounts of damage. Mm -hmm. uh, but the combo carries through the roll. So you can like swing, swing, roll underneath a dude, turn around, swing. There are weapons, every weapon is randomly generated with attributes. Uh, for instance, rapiers, if you hit somebody coming out of a roll, it's a critical hit. So then you're like incentivized to roll. Some like I have a weapon. It's a sword covered in oil. It covers the enemies in oil. You get offhanded like grenade type weapons. Uh, one of those just lights things on fire. So you hit them with your sword. They become susceptible to flame, and then you hit them with that. You can you get spells that you could like turn dudes to ice. You get weapons that give you benefits against ice dudes. Uh, so you can just combo. But everything drops way. randomly. Okay. And as you develop, you... So the conceit of the game and where it gets very Dark Soulsy, mm -hmm. you play through a section of like Symphony of the Night and the opening... Like the palette of each section is the same, Spelunky style. Okay. Where it's like right now you're in the area that looks like this. You That part is randomly generated in how it's constructed this time. But once you leave it, you're now going to always go to like the sewers... Or the ramparts next. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the pattern is going to be the same every time you play, but the level layouts are always different. Um, when you kill enemies, certain random enemies drop a cell, and it's just this glowing blue ball. This is your upgrade currency. If you die in the middle of a level, you lose all the cells you're currently carrying. In between levels, you can spend your cells on upgrades, and the upgrades are permanent. So this is the key, though. So, okay, this is the meta game. Yes, because and this is what I always disliked about Spelunky was that there was never any, like I could give the guy rope and stuff so that he could help me get to like later levels faster. Yeah, but, but in, the sense of progression isn't the same. Right in this game, there's all these different types of weapons, this and then you earn the ability to have the weapons that you can pick up at the start of the level: the shield and the bow and arrow. And then you always start with a melee weapon, and you also earn the ability to set that. So that's randomized from the weapons you have collected blueprints for during the levels. Okay, so or, you can just rush through. So Once you get a powerful weapon, you can just rush through the earlier levels more easily. Yes. Although but, it's never too easy, I assume. And it Well, the key is, and this is, there's so much going on in this game. It's so good. Initially, I was rushing through because there are doors in the later levels that lock after a certain amount of time. Holy shit. <laughs> And so oh, God. You, you walk up to them and it's just like this door closed a minute this is ago. Gonna, this is going to stress the shit out of me. But you but don't, you don't always need to get to them. Yeah. 
So what I've actually found is that it's actually more beneficial with where I am in the game to play the entirety of every level, yeah. get all of the cells I can from it, go cash them in, and then eventually I'm just going to be You're grinding built. But to it's, a degree. it doesn't feel like But grinding. no, no, yeah. I mean, but grinding shouldn't be, that's not a pejorative term. Yeah. Grinding can be a lot of fun it when is, it's good, as opposed to something being a grind. Yes, and it is definitely not a grind. It feels so good to play this game. The combat is... Like exquisitely tuned, the jump is a double jump, and it's very Castlevania y, where like you just kind of like lose momentum fast, like yeah. halfway through it. It's great. I hate that. I hate that I know that this is on Mac. You should wait. Yeah, because I'm, I'm probably going, going to. to also buy it on the Switch because it is going to be a very good Switch game. Yeah, I'll wait. I can't express how just like pleasantly, like oh man, they really went and just made this game, and it is so much the game they wanted to make there's an element of it where sometimes you interact with some bosses right now i'm i've only really gotten to like one of them or two of them i don't they're bigger enemies that's been the only part of it i haven't loved as much yeah um just because so much of the rest of it is just kind of oh they're throwing like this collection of enemies at me how am i going to deal with them yeah um and when you're up against the bosses it really helps to have like a good grouping of weapons um, mm. you know what I mean? Like you kind of have to have like lucked into good drops and then it's just like, I just want to get through this quickly. Your secondary weapons don't impact the bosses in the same way that they impact normal enemies. Cause you'll get like wolf traps that like you can throw out and then people will walk into them and get stuck. Stuff like that. Um, that stuff, that sort of thing wouldn't affect a boss in the same way. So it kind of takes that fun yeah. out of like strategizing, like how am I going to like trap this area, lure these people in and then just kill them. Yeah, that's often the cases with bosses, especially in 2D games. Yeah, it, it's sort of like the mechanics change a little bit, yeah. and it just becomes like, I need to parry and hit him and parry and hit well, him. And what is the aesthetic of this game overall? Is it Does it look like a Dark Souls, like kind of grim? It looks, and it looks like uh, Symphony of the Night in terms of like the, okay. um, the pixel art okay. is like of that era, um, but the actual aesthetics of it kind of split they're like a cheerier dark souls it's like a more technicolor dark souls oh that sounds kind of cool you get all these different weapons and they all feel so good and like the randomization element of the perks on the weapons is really i guess that it's the exact same sort of thing that you'd get from like um a borderlands but it's very exciting to find yourself like lucking into a good combination of weapons yeah like and you also get like well, attributes you can wear on yourself and so like all of a sudden i was just like lighting the ground on fire wherever i walked and i had that sword that covered everybody in oil and you're just like, it just feels <laughs> everyone good. is dying i mean i even i feel like whenever i play these kinds of games or similar games like whether it's like the binding of isaac or something it's mm. even the moment when i don't get something amazing i still have this thrill of like but i'm good enough that I will, and I am attentive enough that I will continue to succeed, and I'm still looking forward to this run. This this game has a lot of that feeling of like, okay, I'm going to make it work. Yeah. And then if it stops working, it can be something where it's like, okay, how do I get out of a situation yeah. where this I will, does not work? I will learn something from this yes. run no matter what. And that is always one of the satisfactions of a roguelike is that you both have like everything and nothing to lose. Yeah. and But you will always learn. Yes. And it really... You will lose in this game. Like you will reach a certain point, and you will lose all of yourself. You have like 
30 cells on the yeah. clock and you'll lose all of them because you wandered into a situation where it's like, I can probably do this. And then you couldn't. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. And it, oh, it just sucks. Um, but it sucks. It's so good. Yeah. It's so and much Sometimes fun. I feel like you probably get lucky. This game. Yeah. I, I get lucky a lot in this game. Yeah. Uh, this game, there's an element of it where it's like, I played some Hollow Knight after we talked last time. Yeah. Um, on the computer? Uh, I did try to actually do that yeah. again. That didn't go great. Those buttons still don't really register all the yeah. time. But I played a little bit here. Um, I still don't think that game feels amazing. I it, like, And that could just be me. You know, I don't think it agrees with me. But no, like, I would not say com- amazing. I'd say it's. I think it feels good. Yeah, I, I don't... I think it feels okay. I and really enjoyed playing it a lot. Um, I, I think that it's possible that this game and Hollow Knight are aimed at like different types of people. But this game is like what I want from that type of game yeah. in a way that Hollow Knight just simply is not. Like Hollow Knight just feels cool and kind of interesting, but it's like there's a simplicity to just like hitting the things with the sword in Hollow Knight and oh, the way certainly. that they respond that I really don't enjoy. And this is like everything is responsive. Everything is snappy. You are... 100% confident in like what is happening, where you are, where the other people are, what the enemy patterns are, how they're going to interact. Um, it's really, really cool. And there's also, if you like are in the air, so if you jump, you don't take fall damage, mm-hmm. but if you jump off like a high ledge and you just hit the ground, you become stunned. There's like a stunned state, okay. right? Um, but if you are in the air and you press down and hit A, you like charge drop and don't take damage, and you damage things below you, and the sound of it is just, like, crushing, and then especially when you do it onto an enemy, and they just explode, and it's, like, the smashing noise. Is of the them. game bloody? Yeah. Oh, but okay. not, like, Interesting. horrifyingly so. Yeah. It's just it's everything like about it. So. Yes. Everything about it is just tuned for, like, effect. Yeah. Um, I had one final question. Just one final question. I can't wait. I've already forgotten it. I'm, I'm, I feel like our next podcast is going to be largely about this i can't wait to play more of it i kind of feel like pre-ordering it in a weird way i never feel like pre-ordering it anything. is really really good i i yeah. think that it's the sort of thing that people need to know about because i don't feel like it's being particularly advertised at this point at least for whatever reason it might have a, a renaissance of sort when it when it does actually come out i hope I mean, so hollow knight i feel like suddenly blew up when it came out on the switch yeah and i hope hollow knight doesn't overshadow this because i think they're pretty different games though it's definitely in the same different. type of genre where yeah. you're just like i'm exploring the space and like figuring out what's around here uh just it's so satisfying to play a game like this that really feels like it's accomplishing everything it wants to is there a lot of platforming in it yes Okay. Not so there's like you can f- you fall on spikes and die. Yes, there are spikes. There are there are bottomless pits. How do you like the platforming? It's good. Okay. Uh, the jumping feels great. It's it's not like a normal jump. It's not like a Mario jump. It's yeah. like a Castlevania jump. Yeah. No, I I can almost feel it. Yes. <laughs> it's it's, it's heavy. Uh, it's very yeah. very good. The platforming is a ton of fun. You feel so fast and fluid when you're like on in it. Yeah. Um, it has a setting which I discovered very quickly and i'm glad that i did if you uh enjoy this kind of thing in the menu one of the options is like diet 
and you can change what the health items are. And one of the options is vegetarian, and it uh-huh. makes them all veggies. That's awesome. Uh, That's one of them is cool. like Castlevania, and I assume it makes them into turkeys. Into and turkeys, stuff. And but I actually don't even like know what the default looks like because I never did. Finding turkeys it. in a wall yeah. somewhere. Oh, and you you find things in the walls. Yeah. Oh. It's it is all of that. It is that game. But the amount of stuff that kind of keeps changing slightly as I progress through it is really satisfying. Um, it has a very good sense of progression, which is always what I felt like was missing from Spelunky. Yes, I would agree. For me, that. and I understand that people you know can play Spelunky endlessly, yeah. but I always felt like there was a certain part of it where I'm not so good at Spelunky, and I'm not like so dedicated to get a lot better that the hook kind of needs to be, no, you're like getting better just by virtue of attrition. And I, I kind of need that for my gaming, and this game definitely provides it. I think I often do too. Um, and just at a core, I find it satisfying, and I don't think it hurts the game. I don't think that the game is losing any sort of... Depends on the game. This game's definitely built for it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound like it is like its integrity is being challenged by the fact that there is general progression over the course of it. Its integrity is very much set up within that, I yeah. think also which works yeah it's really really great cool well i look forward to playing it i cannot wait for other people to play it maybe people will listen to this podcast and then they will play it and then they can write in to podcast at zero stars dot co that's that's our email well did you uh engage with anything else this week that you really liked um oh i actually uh I started watching the Ken Burns Vietnam documentary. You're the second person I have talked to in 24 hours who has been talking about watching that. It's on Netflix. That's why okay. it wasn't previously. And I'd, I'd heard good things about it. It's amazing. I also would not recommend watching it before you want to feel good about anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've, I've heard it's really, really tough. And uh-oh. it's hard to watch more than an hour at a time. Well, okay, yeah. And my, they're broken in two hour episodes? They're an okay? hour and a half. They're just okay. like, it's like eight movies. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a lot. Uh, and so I just kind of watch it intermittently and then just go like, this is enough today and then <laughs> just pause it and stop watching it because it's extremely brutal. Um, but I feel like the Vietnam War is something that I did not learn enough about hmm. and this provides a great way to learn more about it and how we got into it and what really happened there and turns out everybody looks bad (laughs) so if you want to feel kind of bad this is the anti-queer eye um you will not feel lucky (laughs) after cranking through some of ken burns vietnam but you will feel like a more educated civil civilization (laughs) you will feel a more educated sid meyer's civilization (laughs) five you will feel like a more (laughs) educated citizen of the world Certainly. Yeah. Um, well, how about you? Um, I guess I would uh, like to endorse a <laughs> game that is not a video game. Matt's seal of approval. A card game uh, called Phase 10, which is just a oh. variation on Gin Rummy. Really? Is that what this is? Uh, th- yeah. The game is literally sitting on our recording booth table right now. <laughs> our booth. Yeah, here in the booth. Uh from yeah. the makers of Uno, it says, and Uno is a terrific game. Yeah, I, I'm okay with Uno. I are really, you gonna? Are you what? I just said I'm okay with Uno. That's not good enough. Oh god, this podcast is over. <laughs> anyway, Phase Ten. It's a fun card game. You should play it with your grandma or your. Loved I just ones. can't believe that you don't think Uno is an amazing game. 
It's fine. I just so I don't really like card games very much, well, but I really then, like Phase Ten because I played a lot of Rummy when I was a kid, and it's basically just a Rummy card game. And it literally says on the front of the box, a Rummy type card game. Yeah, I mean they know exactly what they're selling, like who their audience is. Um, and someone introduced me to it recently, and I have become almost a little fixated on it and kind mm-hmm. of think about it a lot. <laughs> Do you you play it just like with a single other person? You can play it with I think like up to four people. Mm-hmm. Do you, where what is the sweet spot for you? I've only ever played it with one other person. Gotcha, gotcha. So I imagine though that like given the number of cards, it probably moves. Well, I guess it can depend on the turn, but it'll either move faster or slower with more people. Interesting. I'd be curious to try it sometime. Maybe on a yeah, camping trip like someday. Yeah. Cool. All right. I can't believe you don't like Uno. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs>